0: This is a a painting of St. Jerome. Uh, Anybody know who St. Jerome was? Excellent. I get to introduce you. Um, Interesting interesting guy. Um, He was a a bit of a hermit. He was brilliant. Uh, Very good with biblical languages. He was born somewhere around 342. So very early in the church. And he died around 420 A.D. He, He is best known for translating the Bible... From the original languages into Latin in fact he was kind of appointed by the church to make the official translation for the whole church Um, if you're familiar with different translations of the Bible it's called the Vulgate and uh, uh, the church pretty much used it um, from the 300s to the 1500s I'd say that's pretty good staying power you know, um, and so this is, this is the translation of the Bible that Luther used um, when he started uh, his studies. And so he's an interesting guy and uh, uh, pretty important in the history of the church, really even the history of the world, you know, when you think about it. But what I find fascinating by this painting, uh, which was done by Caravaggio, um, is the skull. Yeah, I like, I like that look. What? What, what, is, what is that about? Well, it's a reminder of death. And with a reminder of death, it's also a reminder of eternal life and the resurrection from the dead. That St. Jerome was translating the message in order to proclaim it in the church. You know, it's... it's it's one of those things that really gets me thinking you know when we 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 see Jerome there and 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 he's he's working on the scriptures and the skull is there as this this reminder of death and 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 heaven and and everlasting life and and all of this and here we are standing in church we got our Bibles all right we're, we're kind of not too good about this they are firmly ensconced in the pews aren't they not a single person here has opened up a Bible. That's, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, but, but we have it printed in the bulletin, so we'll go with that. And, uh, um, and it really kind of makes me think about how important is what we do here. So here's Jerome. He's translating the Bible so that generation after generation is going to be able to read it so that they can get this message of life and death. of of that great of significance. Is this feeling that significant? Because I'd be willing to bet that for most of us, it doesn't feel that significant. I'm not saying is it, because I I think that if we scratch the surface, you know, and all of us, you know, we're talking, yeah, this is that significant. But I'm not sure we always treat it. Like it's that significant. Like this. Coming here. Hearing God's word. Receiving the sacrament. Hearing your sins are forgiven. Is a matter of life and death. And I think our scripture lessons today really point us in that direction. That this is about life and death. That church is about life and death, that, that our preschool is a matter of life and death. Our Sunday school, we're going we're to uh, install our, our Sunday school teachers, our, our, our Christ care leaders, and, and all of the people who do Christian education. We're going to do that in a little bit here. That's a matter of life and death. Sharing our faith together. Life and Death sharing of the gospel, the proclamation of of Jesus as the crucified and risen Lord is a matter of life and death. The words in our Bible, they're not just ink on paper. In fact, I I think of this little uh, piece of the liturgy. It's actually drawn from the gospel of John where um, Jesus asks the disciples, you know, you don't want to leave me too, do you? And Peter responds, he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. That's what this is about. Not just the worship service, but the ministries that we have here are sharing those words of eternal life. So that people can receive the life that Jesus won for us by his death. So, look back at, at this reading from, from Deuteronomy. This is Moses' farewell sermon. It's only like 51 chapters long. So, whenever I get long, just pick up Deuteronomy and think it could be worse. Um, he says to them toward the end See, I have set before you life and good, death. And evil. That's how important this covenant God had given them was. This message of his salvation. And then this is how you live. Because you have been saved. It is life and death. I have set before you life and death. Blessings and curses. Therefore choose life. That your offspring might live. Loving the Lord your God. Obeying his voice. Holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days. That who you follow in this world. It's not a neutral matter. Where you put your hope is not just kind of willy nilly, whatever you feel like. There are two choices there's life and death. And God says, Guess what? Here's life. It's my son, Jesus. Put your hope in him, he is the only way. Follow him. And he's pointing them forward to this even at this point where they're living with him in a relationship of his love and mercy and grace. And because of this salvation, look at what he says. He says, this is what it looks like when you're choosing life. It means you're loving the Lord, your God. It means you're obeying his voice. To obey a voice, you kind of have to hear it, right? We hear his voice in the scriptures speaking to us and holding fast to him, which takes me to something else that Jesus said where he says, abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. to, To stay connected to him. That's what this is all about. It's a matter of life and death. What happens to a branch when it gets cut off? It dries up. The only thing it's good for then is, well, you could probably do some carpentry if it's the right size branch, but uh, burning. Then Philemon. I mentioned this at the beginning. Did you notice how thick Paul poured it on when he was speaking to Philemon? You know, I'm an old man in prison for the gospel. Not that that has anything to do with what we're talking about. But would you please help my friend Onesimus? Not to mention that, you know, basically you owe me your very self. In other words, you owe me your life. Because I proclaim this message of the gospel that you believe. And and you got this through me. How important is that if you owe someone your life? And he, he's saying, look, this changes your relationship with your slave, which is a, a good conversation for another time. But he, he's, he's also saying, this changed your relationship with God. It, it, it's a matter of life and death. That just as Christ died for you to give you everlasting life, And he intercedes for you. Now Paul is here interceding for Onesimus, for his life, even as Paul faces death. Because he wants to share this message of life and hope through Christ. It's a matter of life and death. And then this gospel lesson. This is your favorite gospel lesson of all time, isn't it? Hate your father, hate your mother, hate your wife, hate your children. Wow. Hate your life. Take up your cross. You know what crosses are for, right? They really serve one purpose. And I don't mean decorative. They're for killing people. Take up your cross. Take up this instrument of your death. And follow me. Jesus says. To take up your cross is to suffer and to die. Why? Because the things of this world, they don't last. There is life and there is death. And the life that's offered in Christ will not be taken away. It lasts forever. And really what I think that Jesus is pointing out in this lesson Who could do all this stuff? Nobody. So, who's worthy to follow Jesus? Nobody. So, this whole relationship with Him is rooted in His grace from first to last. It's all about His love and what He is doing in our lives. And so only Jesus is the one that is worthy. And he is the one who actually came. The one who is the resurrection and the life. And what did he come to do? To die. So that in him, we might die. Die to sin. And to live. To live in him forever. To live everlasting life. I have found that it is really easy to just kind of go through the motions. I, I think that that's a pretty common experience, but what's happening here, it's a matter of life and death, spiritual life and death, for sure. I think that everybody would be like, yeah, yeah, this is spiritual. Life and death, everlasting life and, 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 and eternal death, that's, that's the stuff we're dealing with. But it's also physical life and death. Because guess what? You're physical people. And this message, it speaks to us. And we are people who are going to rise bodily from the dead. You know, no turning into angels, no floating, um, yeah. Bodies in the resurrection. That's how God designed us. And so we care about these bodies. And we meet people in those physical needs quite often. And our ministry often finds its face in physical moments in order to share this spiritual life. Because we're both. And it's eternal life. And eternal death those are the two options but we're here to share Christ to give life and that's what we're about here at Gloria Day Amen